Hello, welcome to another episode of Papa Bear Hikes. Hey everybody, it's Shroomin here, about to talk with old Papa Bear about that upcoming Tahoe Rim Trail uh, hike that we got planned, and I think it's going to be a pretty good time. What do you think, Papa Bear? I am so excited. I, you know, I don't know if I had an, if I've had an interview in the past two or three weeks where it either didn't come up in the pre-interview, post-interview, or even during the interview. I am just so excited about this upcoming trip. Yeah, it's going to be my longest through hike by quite a bit. What's your longest through hike again? Uh, I've done fourteen straight days, so this, but this might be the most miles I've covered in that amount of time. So yeah, we got to average about thirteen a day, right? Well, it depends on what day we start out on the trail. It's going to be 12 point something or like 13.1. But yeah, there's not going to be a lot of room to screw around and have those short mile days. You know, I think personally, I I, I mean, it's nice to enjoy. You're supposed to enjoy yourself. That's the point, right? But, uh, you know, I like working with schedules and time frames sometimes. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for this one. We, we're working in between my semesters of school. And I'm so glad we're able to do this. It's not often that a father and, and son get to go out for, for a two hike, two week, three hike, two week through hike where we're both traveling and hopefully setting ourselves up to go do something even bigger next year. Yeah. You know, back to the mileage side of this, I should point out as well, it's not like we've got to be taskmasters. There'll be days, especially three or four days into the trip, where we'll start getting more miles. You know, we need to average maybe 13 point something miles a day, but we're going to have days where we're going to do 16, 17 miles. There may be a couple of days where we're slack packing, where we may get as many as 18 to 20 miles in. So I'm not overly concerned about the miles. I think we're we're going to be fine with that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think even a 20 mile day is possible. Granted, I haven't done 20 in quite a while, but um, my training out here every day, I've been on, in the hills of San Francisco, which are quite hilly. I've been putting in five to 14 miles every day. And so I'm, yeah, I I'm think you're going to be fine. It. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be fine. So in this episode, we want to talk a little bit about, or well, actually, we're going to focus on menu and what we're doing. So to bring you up to speed here and the listeners, I've dehydrated 12 days worth of dinners for us. And what that could mean is we might have to do some off-trail resupply, which is okay. I think we can do this in 12 days, believe it or not. That 13.2 miles or whatever it is, is based on uh, trying to complete the trail in 12 days. So we're good on a dehydrated dinners. I've got my food 90% purchased at this point, but you have your own food plan that you want to implement on this trip. What is that food plan? Yeah. So the research I've done has been tailored to my goals and and that kind of thing. Cause I, out of this, I'd love to get a good chance to get away from a lot of the garbage that I eat on a day-to-day basis. Since I moved to San Francisco, I realized that for the first time in my life, I live within one-tenth of a mile to one-quarter of a mile from the best donuts I've ever had, the best ice cream I've ever had, and some of the best pizza I've ever had. Like on the block I live on, a tenth of a mile, insane. And so uh, (laughs) I did a little bit of research on some 
some uh, people who've done through hikes and they didn't necessarily have the goal of body recomposition or impacting different hormetic levels in their body, but they measured those things before and after to see how they'd be affected. And so based on that research, I plan on eating primarily sing- one or two ingredient foods during the day. So that would be f- uh, f- dried fruit, nuts, maybe jerky, uh, st- as much as I can. I, I want to stick to those. And, you know, a lot of people, if they're worried about calories, fun fact, a cup of almonds has more calories than a Big Mac. And in the evening, uh, I'll let you decide what we're going to do for dinners in the evenings. It's mostly going to be mixed nuts and and dried fruit and some jerky during the days. Yeah, with the dinners, it'll be a combination. Most of them have either couscous uh, or some sort of pasta mixed in with some proteins like um, textured vegetable protein, chopped meat and sausage, chicken. Some of the meals have dehydrated chicken in them, but I try to get a mixture of some chicken. The couscous I'm using is uh, it's turmeric couscous which I think was, would be interesting to, to uh, experiment with. Then I have some of my chili, my pad thai. So got a pretty interesting mess, uh, it, mm-hmm. a menu. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've played around with the idea of bringing out maybe a protein powder or something like that in its own container to um, just boost some of my calories and my protein intake to help prevent – uh, catabolic responses in my body, which where your body starts eating muscle. But for this, I'm not even going to worry about it. I just want to get out there. I want to keep myself healthy. I want to have fun, uh, drop those stress levels and just have a good time and take care of myself. Now, something you need to do. I don't know if you've started buying your food yet, but I have some of it. When you do, you have some of it. Okay. You're going to need to start portioning your food out. Get yourself some quart size Ziploc bags and portion it into, well, I guess the best way to describe this, have three piles that you're portioning your food into. First leg of the trip, you're going to need four days worth of food. Then you're going to need five days worth of food. And then I would have three days worth of food. There's nothing wrong with having some food left over at the end. There is a problem running out of food while you're hiking, but having a an extra day's worth of food or a few, you know, a handful of extra snacks, that's not a problem. So you want to portion it out. Now, are you buying your dried fruits and nuts in bulk or are you buying them already prepackaged and portioned out? Yeah, I'm probably going to go to Costco or to the nearby Air Force Base and pick up just dried fruits. I know there's something called sulfur dioxide that's used as a preservative in a lot of dried fruits and it gives me stomach aches real bad. And so I'm going to try and find some that don't have that and figure that'll help give me good sugar and carbs uh, during the trip as well as some good micronutrients. Yeah, because you shared an argu- article with me a while back about a backpacker and that menu was pretty much just fruits, nuts, and and then having some sort of carbohydrate. Well, it was macaroni and cheese pretty much they had at the end of every day. Yeah, I, I really, I'm looking at that article. It was incredible. I, some Colorado trail they hiked. I can't remember which, but it was him and his girlfriend. Yeah, okay, it was Colorado cool. trail. Nice. Well, that's easy to remember. So it was a half hour, or sorry, a, a 30 day through hike and his testosterone levels skyrocketed. His, that's, you know, really important hormone for general 
well-being and, and happiness and, and, and physical functioning in men and then cortisol levels. That's the stress hormone, which you do need a little bit of. But as cortisol levels dropped an incredible amount, which what a surprise being out backpacking and hiking for 30 days lowers your stress levels. And so that really motivated me between his dietary choices and the positive physical, physical effects and, and mental effects that, that cascade downriver from that. So I'm, I'm really excited to try this out. We'll be back after a quick break. You ever think about what might be in the water you're drinking every time you fill up your water bottles while you're in the outdoors? I try not to, and I really don't because I use Sawyer water filters. Sawyer filter technology, because of their high standards, every filter is individually tested three times through the process. I've been using the permethrin product for years now to protect me from, well, quite frankly, ticks and the picaridin to keep the flies at bay. Don't let bad water insects or a tick bite cut your trip short or even ruin it. Use Sawyer products. Go to your local outdoor retailer and ask for Sawyer products, whether it's a water filter, insect repellent, they're likely to have it. You can also go to Sawyer's website and read more about these incredible, high quality products that they offer those of us who enjoy the outdoors. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are gonna be interested to hear the afterwords on that. Yeah. How that worked out for you. If I had more time, I would get some of my levels tested to see, you know, where, where these different hormones are at. I just got my blood work done recently for blood pressure and blood sugar and that kind of stuff. And despite being in a healthy body mass index range, I am just below the pre-diabetic range and just below the high blood pressure range, which uh, it's that pizza and ice cream since I moved to San Francisco has had a big impact on that, I'm sure. Um, and so I'm going to get those levels tested again after the hike and see kind of uh, how my body body mass index and, and, and all of that weaves in so that those levels are hopefully at a healthier area. And back to assembling your food. Remember, we're going to be bringing bear canisters with us. I don't know if you ordered yours yet. It actually just arrived. Yeah, I have my bear Good. canister. I have my tent. I have my sleeping bag. I still need my clothes. Uh, I have my boots, and I've broken them in. I've walked about 25 miles so far in my boots. Good. So, yeah, those things are knocked out. Good. Well, with your food, once you've assembled your – I'd say your, your largest portion. You're going to have your five days of food. You then the trick's going to be fitting it all in that bear canister. Now, keep in mind that you can carry some of that food with you, right? Because you're going to have a day where you're going to be hiking, where you're going to have your lunch out on the trail or your snacks out on the trail. So don't sweat it if not everything fits in there because you can take some of that food. You are going to consume some of that food on day one of every leg of the trip. Um, bear canisters are ne- are now officially required in the Desolation Wilderness for everybody that's listening as well. They were recommended before. They are now, as of, I think it was the 13th, they're required in the Desolation Wilderness. And do you remember the brand that you recommended? I could pull that up if you want. No, that's that's, that's not important. I think for you, I recommended Bear Vault. I have the Garcia, uh, uh, which I'm happy with. Yeah. There's a bit of a weight difference, not that much uh the difference for me is that mine is approved in the adirondacks yours isn't but you won't be using yours in the adirondacks at least anytime not anytime soon so what kind of pack weight 
uh, do you think you're going to be looking at? I don't know if you can estimate mine, but yours. Well, we can weigh yours when we get out there. I'm estimating that uh, my base weight, that's not including food, fuel, and water, to come in at around 12 pounds. I'd like it to be less than that, but I, the fact that I'm going to be carrying a bear canister for the entire trip, I'm looking at very likely to be about 12, maybe even 13, because I'll be bringing, I'm probably going to bring an extra layer of clothes on this trip because right now the nighttime temperatures in Tahoe city are sometimes dropping down into the mid forties. Wow. So I will likely have a few more clothing articles with me than, than I typically would for an August backpacking trip. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. As I said, we were going to focus on food here. When do you see yourself having the rest of your food purchased and ready to start breaking down into portions and separating into legs of the trip? The 29th through the 3rd. Uh, so the end of this month, beginning of next month, I'm going to be shopping on my la- after my last day of school and then spending the next two or three days organizing that food. And it really, if I find something missing, then going and stocking it up before we head out. Here's what I'm going to recommend. We are going to need to send a resupply in advance since we are looking, in your case in particular, stick to a certain type of diet. We're going to send a resupply into South Tahoe. So you're going to need to assemble a five-day supply of food first. So I would focus on having your first five days assembled. You're going to put that in a flat rate, medium-sized flat rate box. And I'll provide you with the information where to mail it to. But you're going to mail that to the South Tahoe Post Office in advance. So it'll be ready for us when we get there. Got it. That's going to be our first day off the trail. Our first night off the trail will be in South Tahoe. We'll either stay at a hostel or a hotel or something. Over there. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm sure it'll be nice to trim the beard. Once my beard starts getting long, it gets very itchy. So I look forward to that. From there, we may do some slack packing before we head into the Desolation Wilderness. But then once we hit Echo Lake and go into the Desolation Wilderness, we've got should take us maybe four to five days to get to Tahoe city. Mm -hmm. And we'll be going through what, from what I've read, is the most scenic part of the trail. Yeah. I'm bringing a, an an all weather notebook. So that way maybe I'd love to do a little bit of uh, journaling each night of the trip. So hopefully I'm able to do that. Kind of take notes on, on how each day evolves. Do you plan on bringing any hot drinks with you? Coffee or hot chocolate or tea or anything? I'm not really a coffee guy. Uh, yeah, I don't drink too many tea. Often gives me headaches. Not a big caffeine person in general. So I've probably had coffee five times in the last year. Same for tea. A few advantages to that. Caffeine um, can dehydrate you. And you need to use more fuel for heating up water if you're going to have a hot drink. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll do, this is going to sound a little weird, but um, I'll get lemon and I'll, I'll cut up a lemon, throw it in the water, pour hot water over the, a bunch of like a, like half a lemon in a cup and throw a little bit of sugar in that. 
and sip on that while it's hot. Or even before I've just gotten hot water and thrown a small amount of sugar in it or just the hot water by itself. And, you know, a lot of the benefits of drinking tea, it's actually, and, and even coffee, it's suspected a lot of those benefits might be from just drinking a hot beverage, really loosening up your mucus and that sort of thing, helping with digestion. But it doesn't make a difference to me. As far as food menu, do you have any questions for me? No. Um, if it makes resupply easier, I'm okay with being more flexible about my eating along the trip. I mean, you know, trail mix pretty much fits into what I'm doing. I'd, I'd rather avoid the M&Ms and that sort of thing. But when it comes down to it, carbs are carbs, sugar is sugar. And so if it's an M&M or if it's some dried fruit, if the content's the same, it's the same. And so, you know, if it makes the trip easier uh, and makes resupplies easier, I'm okay with just dropping into supermarkets and buying big old bags of trail mix and, and partitioning that for each subsequent day. If we have to do any off-trail resupply, we're probably only looking at two days. No, we're not going to need much. Okay. And if it is, it'll be towards the end or when we're in South Tahoe, where we're going to be really close to a supermarket or somewhere where it would be con convenient to pick something up. Yeah, that sounds great. And with my food, I'll share that with everyone now. I got away from eating oatmeal a few years ago. After doing the long trail, I really got sick of oatmeal to the point where I wouldn't even eat it in my own house for over a year. So I have this thing I do now where I will put a portion of cereal uh, like say grape nuts, for example. And I'll put that in a Ziploc bag and I put powdered milk and carnation instant breakfast, a packet of that inside the, the Ziploc bag. And I add water to it in the morning, stir it up. And that's my breakfast. It's pretty convenient. If I don't feel like eating breakfast right out of camp, I can take it with me and have it maybe an hour or two later. But I like it a lot more than eating oatmeal and Pop-Tarts every day. And I don't know if nutritionally it's any better for me. A lot of cereals are loaded with sugar, but you, know, you have to enjoy what you're eating. <laughs> yeah. And well, and a lot of things allows me to have more variety. Um, a lot of those trail bars that people eat are pretty much candy bars with a little bit of extra protein. And if you, so if, I think if you want to bring those, you might as well just bring your favorite candy bars. <laughs> That's my opinion. You know, a Snickers versus, uh, I don't know, I, I can't think of a brand to call out, but because uh, I, I need to do a little bit more research on each brand. But I've heard that from some, I heard that from some Navy SEALs, actually. They were like, I just bring a Snickers because it's about the same nutritional value. <laughs> uh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. And, and actually, uh, you mentioned oatmeal. Um, that's something I would even have around dinner or something. I, I don't know if you've ever, I know you're, you're sick of it, but there's this Kodiak brand protein, uh, protein oatmeal it has a much higher protein content. I would, I would eat the heck out of that. For my lunches, I'm going to be bringing tortillas and peanut butter. And I have Genius these little, that. yeah. And then I have these single serve honey packets. I'm kind of a condiment bandit. So I've been grabbing up these little single serve honeys when I can find them. So yeah, I'm going to put some of that on a tortilla um, with some honey. And to back that up, 
when I run out of peanut butter, I have these single serves. I found these at Walmart, this single serve pulled pork. It's like in a foil pack, not very heavy. And then they have these chicken selects. So I've, I'm going to kind of alternate my food. I'm not going to have peanut butter every day, peanut butter and honey every day of the week, but I'll be breaking it up a little bit. I like the idea of those, those single serving pouches. I think actually I'm going to grab some of those. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll go chicken or tuna fish. I know how much you hate tuna fish. So maybe I'll get the chicken too. Just so you're you don't eating it, not me. Oh, I know. But I know you hate the smell. Even. I know you hate the smell of tuna fish even. That's okay. right. I'm outside. Fish. I'm okay. From upstairs, I'll hear you. Are you eating tuna fish right now? I can smell it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you can eat it outside. Mm-hmm. Tuna fish. If you, you people that eat tuna fish should eat outside anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. I need to bring some hot sauce. I just thought though, hot sauce is something I definitely need. Yeah. Well, next time, go to a Mexican restaurant yeah. and um, see if you could pick up the little condiment packets of, of hot sauce. Oh yeah, I've at Taco nice. Bell before. I've had them. I've asked for a lot of a lot, and they just huge handfuls. So I'll have to stock up on that over the next few weeks. Yeah. And for my snacks, uh, I've got Slim Jims. I've got uh, freeze-dried or uh, dehydrated bananas. I got the banana chips. I dehydrate the banana chips. Great for, I like to load up on potassium. I have potassium issues. You still have the dehydrator? Oh, yeah. All the, all the dinners were dehydrated by me. Would you dehydrate me some, like, banana and apple? Uh, bananas are easy because I made a whole bunch of those apples. I'll look into possible. Okay. I'll, I'll see what I can throw in there. That would, that would be really great, but I understand you're flying here too. So I, I know there might be restrictions related to that. 30 pounds. I was told. Well, no, but isn't, I don't know with flying with food. I never really fly with food. So I don't know. If I check are. it in, it's okay. Oh, check you're checking in, luggage. Okay. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I never check luggage ever. I flew to New York once uh, and uh, for two weeks and I just brought a fanny pack. Not even a backpack. <laughs> yeah. I'm not big on checking in my luggage, but it's the only way I can get my tent pegs, my trekking poles, my tent poles, all those things you can't bring on the airplane with you. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, it definitely my does. pocket knife, obviously. <laughs> yep. That's a big one. Um, <laughs> I to help prepare for the pike too. I just started reading uh, the Lord of the Rings uh, by Tolkien because that book has a lot more hiking than people realize. So mm-hmm. I might bring a copy of it. Right. And with me and you being so short, I feel like it's appropriate that it's a book about hobbits walking a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, we could get Dar there too, or Peekaboo. He might be. We might cross paths with him. It's not out nice. of the question. It's not likely, but the under uh, five foot five crew, right? <laughs> the little, the little wrecking crew. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to fight you or Dar. You both got that old man strength. But I round out my snacks with these Cliff Bars that are—they're delicious. They're like um, they're caffeine. They've got like these mocha ones. These, they have caffeine in them. Wow, caramel. Yeah, they that caramel and sea salt. They're delicious. And I, then I just have some nut bars, some mm-hmm. uh, knockoff kind bars and almonds. That's yeah. the other thing I'm bringing with me. Yeah. I uh, Flavored almonds is something I really want to bring, which I know that kind of messes up the single ingredient thing, but uh, I want some flavor. And so there's these 
I've only ever seen them at gas stations, but I want to see they, they make them in individual packages, which are really good for snacking on for like 10 minutes, just pouring a little bit in your hand. And they're blueberry flavored. And uh, it, almonds are full of so many things that help protect your joints like vitamin E. And so I'll probably probably pack some of those. Yeah, mine are vinegar and salt flavored almonds. Nice. I like salt and yeah, vinegar too. They're uh, little single serve packets. So all my snacks, my food, I did a dry run already. Like I said yesterday, I I have most of my food assembled. I have enough here where I could say, all right, how does this fit into my bear canister? And everything's good to go. Yeah, I still got to follow your advice about getting my tent out too. I got to pop that tent open and, and and let it breathe for a little bit and set it up once or twice. Yeah, you really want to make sure all the parts are there too. That's a good point. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it, it sucked to get out there day one and be missing a pole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. have to make one out of sticks. Uh, I made sure to uh, pack a copy of the most important, important piece of equipment, switching gears. The book. Uh, you know, it's important if I need a weapon, if a bear attacks, if I need some light reading material, um, if I get trapped in the woods and need an emergency fire, um, if I meet someone really interesting and I want to give them my phone number, I've uh, got a little bit of, you know, I could write it in part of the book, give them the whole book, maybe order myself another copy. If I need a pillow in an emergency, it never ceases. If I need to hitchhike, and I need to trade somebody and somebody has a bumper sticker on their car that says uh, books, grass or gas, uh, then <laughs> you can give them that book. So yeah, switching gears, check it out. Yeah. And you can use it to read to put yourself to sleep at night too. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, for me, actually, I, on a, on a real note, I am, I've been debating, which, uh, I mean, I've read your book multiple times and I love it so much. And I remember it getting written, but I've been debating, um, what book I should, I've wanted to bring multiple books because I, I like having some options, but I know that wouldn't be realistic to have three or four books in there. Um, so I've kind of been trying to decide mentally what's the thing I want to have each night once I get into my mat or into my sleeping bag. And um, so that's been, people can sound off in the comments. I don't know if I want to bring a trail book out. You know, I might bring, now that I'm reading the Lord of the Rings for the first time, might bring one of those. Uh, I'm also, I'm reading Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace right now, but that book is 1,070 pages. It's very big. Uh, and so I don't know if I should bring a giant book like that out. No, you can end up regretting that. <laughs> yeah. And your first steep ascent, you might regret that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think something a little more compact would be good. Uh, <clears throat> but and seriously, yeah. there'll be there's at least two stretches here where you may be carrying four or five liters of water. Yeah, that water part of it, I definitely want to be mindful of because Lord, Lord knows you'd rather run out of food than water any day. So I want to be stacked up on that. Do I need to order extra water bottles or were you going to bring some of those platypus ones that you have for me? I, I have extra bottles. Yeah, that'd be I'll great. The bottles. Mm -hmm. I like the, the platypus ones are the ones that roll up that are plastic, right? Yes. I mean, I'll use any. Do you, you still have some of my camel, the camelback or two I sent you, right? Yes, I do. Would you like me to bring one of those and you can use, you, one of them's a three liter. Pros and cons in your opinion. Uh, really well, some people will tell you it's a little bit, of, you know, the cons are 
it's a little bit extra weight. Uh, you know, I, I guess you could say, all right, every ounce adds up to a pound, which adds up to pain, whatever, however you want to look at it. I've used them and I've liked it. One of the other cons, and I've had this problem, it's hard to track how much water you actually have. Mm. So on a really hot day, you can run out of water. You can go there to take a sip and you're out of water. Yeah. You, you, know, you know, it's it's tougher to ration your water because you can't actually see how much you have. Yeah. I also, you know, I think I might go with bottles instead just because there's something nice about stopping to drink your water at regular intervals. Like it, it paces the hike a little bit better. You can kind of absentmindedly sip away at that thing and it's just not the same as stopping for a sec, sitting down on a rock maybe or whatever, and you know, looking at a nice view while you sip on some water. Like I said, I've done it both ways. Uh, when I don't bring a camel back with me, you're right. I can sit there and do what they call camel up while I'm filtering out my water. Right? I'll, I'll drink a liter of water, and then I'll filter water into my bottles to carry. So I'm nice and hydrated before I go. And that, now this is a little bit different, this trail, but here in the Northeast where I've hiked, where, there, where there's always been plenty of water sources, that pretty much guarantees that I'm going to get through the day. I'll have enough water to get through the day, get to camp, be able to cook dinner, have water to water for my breakfast in the morning, and then get to the next water source and do the routine all over again. Yeah. Fair enough. So I'll, yeah, I'll stick with the bottles. And the bottles travel for traveling, they're pretty easy. You know, uh, I know that you know, I've taken public transportation to get home, and this isn't going to apply to us because we're going to be in your car. But I always like the idea. Sometimes I'd buy the smart water bottles, and when I'm ready before I get on the bus, everything goes in a recycling bin. Yeah. <laughs> makes my pack easier to put on the bus. That makes sense. Yeah, you know, a little bit it less does. weight. Yeah. 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 Now, we're going to be parking your car out there. This is something I have been reading numerous stories about. Making sure the inside of your car is clean. Make sure I live in no San food, Francisco. Not even food on the floors. I live in San Francisco. I, I, tr- I promise I know to not leave stuff in my car. I keep it very Oh, I'm clean. talking even food. Food wrappers. Oh, yeah. Well, that's. I think there might be a Slim Jim wrapper or two underneath the seat, maybe. So I'll make sure well, to do we it. We might have to. Yeah, we'll do a go. We'll go through it before we leave too, just to make sure there's nothing. We'll stop. Yeah, I'll, I'll stop at um at a car washing place and vacuum out the inside real good. That's fair. It's 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 mm-hmm. overdue anyway. Yeah, because there's been reports of bears trying to break into cars. Oh yeah, you know what? Damage to a car. I was being a smart aleck. Saying, I thought you meant like people break into the car, but no, bears will break into the car. I definitely want to clean that thing. I didn't even, I think I, I think it's worse, knock on wood, I think it's worse to have a bear break into your car than a person. So I'll be mindful yeah. of that. Yeah, there's been a number of reports of bears just like ramming cars and even breaking windows to get into cars. Wow. Because they smell some candy on the floor or something. Any uh, any wildfire updates, by the way? Well, the Yosemite fire, as of the time of recording this, is still burning, but the air quality has been listed as is fair, fair to good in, in the Tahoe, uh, Tahoe Basin, in the southern part of the Tahoe Basin. 
So there's no real concerns as of right now with wildfires. We're still, th- uh, wow, we're less than three weeks out from this. I think it's yeah. maybe 19 close days. Close to two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, knock on wood so far, you know, there doesn't look like there's any threat as of right now that we need to be concerned about. All right. So I think we've pretty much covered everything we need to when it comes to food and resupply. And, and of course, we'll have several discussions leading up to it. Now that we are less than three weeks out, we'll probably have to talk on a daily basis on what needs to be done to make sure we're dotting all our I's and crossing our T's. I, I think we're both in pretty good shape at this point. As far as food, gear, et cetera. You have some clothing items you said you still want to pick up, but we'll get into that in another episode, what we're doing for clothing. Well, in the three days before I leave, I won't have school or anything like that. And so I can completely dedicate the the couple of days before we go to preparing for the trip. Yeah, because at that point, I'm going to come down to probably some clothing items and maybe some last minute food items you're adding. Yeah. Gear checks, that kind of stuff. Just last minute organization, packing. I know those are some of your strengths. Yeah, that's something we'll probably do in the morning before we leave. Okay. Um, you know, we'll just empty your pack and I'll do a check. I'll check your pack, do a double check for you. <laughs> if I forgot to pack something, you know what? I deserve to get out there without it. But you don't do this as often as I do. So I'll do a check of your stuff. Yeah, fair enough. And that looks like about all we need to cover on food. Any questions for me? No, I'm excited. This is going to be a good time. Uh, the journal is something I'm excited about. Do a little bit of journaling every day. Have my phone turned off for stretches days at a time. And just check out Tahoe too. Because I, you know, I mentioned the trail to people. And I constantly out here, people are just telling me about how much they love the Lake Tahoe area. So we, we really lucked out with where I ended up and where we're headed. And maybe I'll find some good uh, fungi, too, because I'm going to be keeping my eyes peeled if there's any uh, any mushrooms out there that I can snap some pictures of. And and so, you know, that that's something I'm looking forward to. Shruman, thanks for coming on and sharing all this. We obviously have more conversations that need to take place. We'll be doing one more episode where we will talk about clothing. Until then, everybody, get outside, have some fun, and be safe. Thanks for listening. If you haven't done so yet, go to our website, PapaBearHikes.com. Listen to past episodes. Check us out on social media. Go to our YouTube channel, Martin Outside. All those links are there. In addition to that, you can buy our book or see what you're missing out on if you're not a Patreon member yet. Remember to get outside, have fun, and be safe. This episode of Papa Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.